Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. If you are watching this episode, um, please comment how happy you are that I moved my setup because it took me so fucking long. <laughs> and it's been a shit show. We've been at this. I've been at this for like an hour, and you've been here with me for 40 minutes. Yeah, so. but I knew that you were going to take a while. So, like, I waited till the last minute to do everything as well. I was doing it as you were setting up, too. So, perfect. Yeah, we say, like, <laughs> we say the time we're going to start, and then it's like, you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm setting up. So, uh, no, I'm yeah. not ready. But I say, yes, I'm ready. I'm setting up, which is not me being ready at all. Yep. Um, but my book is out. I, we just have to talk about it. I know that this is coming out later, but we're recording this 
two days after my book two days after yeah people already finished it like i mean it's it's pretty short and people don't have anything to do no but i think the craziest part was on tuesday when it came out i was getting messages of people like tuesday evening being like i just finished listening to the audiobook and i'm like what you just it's eight hours long so that's a lot it's how much like people usually go to work for so Mm. if they're not going to work or school's out congratulations to the people that graduated oh yeah um then they're not they don't have anything else to do that is true well it's exciting for me i'm happy about it (laughs) um well anything anything new with you no okay (laughs) absolutely nothing oh yes actually there is i'm starting a little garden Oh, what are you going to make or grow? Tomatoes and cucumbers. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. fun. Oh, I yeah. want a garden. I'll bring you some. I'll <gasps> drop them off at your door. Oh, my God. It's going to be like a month, couple months from That's now. That's fine. But. I'm into it. I love a garden. It's very yeah. like Ina garden. Are, are you wearing pants? No. I'm wearing shorts. Are you like pussy out? No. I've got on my little thought shorts for twerk class oh i've got on bike shorts mm. like the cute kind not like i'm going cycling <laughs> <laughs> i'm not cushion in the ass <laughs> yeah with like, they're like like the speedo material they've got like the, yeah. the lines well guys um this is don't blame me it's an advice podcast you call in we give you advice and if you want to call in for an upcoming episode the phone number is 310-694-0976 and international listeners. Wow, I almost forgot about you guys. I am so sorry. Um, send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com and we will uh, hopefully answer it. Should we get into the calls? Let's do it. Speaking of international. Hi, Megan, Melissa, and possible guest. So I had a question regarding some advice in my relationship. I've been together with my boyfriend for five years. I'm 27. He's 29. We have a house and a dog and all of that. Um, About a year ago, he said that um, he has kind of like a pit when he thinks about future and marriage. And it's something that we've been talking about. And I was like, you know, does that mean you don't want to marry me? You don't see a future with me? And he just didn't know. So we've been trying to talk about it. We've always had really good communication in our relationship, but it's been something that's been there for the past year or so. And about a week or so ago, he came to me and said that he finally kind of figured out what the pit is and it had to do with children. Um, and that was that he didn't know if he couldn't see himself having children, or he said when he thought about, um, who would be the mother of his future children. And he thought of me, it didn't automatically click that that would be the case. So of course this upset me a lot. Um, you know, we've been together for five years. I'm in my late twenties. Like, what the hell, what do you mean? You don't know if you want kids with me or couldn't see me as being the mother of your children. Um, so I kind of freaked out um, and told him that I can't wait forever. I have a genetic condition that means that I am more likely to miscarry. So he knows that and he knows that like I can't wait till I'm 35 or, you know, whichever, because I don't know how that will affect me being able to get pregnant and have children. So he, you know, we cried a lot. We talked a lot and I told him that I can't wait forever and I need to know. He also agreed to go to couples counseling with me, which we're doing this week um, to try and figure out what that means. 
but I'm in a really hard spot and I don't know like how long I should be waiting for him to figure his shit out. You know, like we've built this life together. And basically if I leave, I'm starting from scratch. I will be back to renting. I will be back to like everything. And it's just really scary. And I love him. And I always pictured us having children together and going through a future together. And then just to be told this all of a sudden out of the blue is really scary. And I don't know if I should be waiting months for him to figure it out or see how couples counseling goes or whatever. So I could really use some advice because I'm really freaking out. And um, yeah, if you can give me some advice, that would be great. Love the podcast. Love you guys. Thanks. What? is with these trash men saying like that if you think this shit in your head fucking filter like do not say that like say, it's so hurtful and it's so there's no other there's no other goal there's no other outcome or like desire that you have when you say oh i don't see you as the mother of my children that all that is the only intention there is to hurt and I don't Mm -hmm. and I think people think that like honesty is like the best policy yeah but like there's certain instances and certain things that you say or certain things that you feel that you have to if I if that was me and that's what I thought in my head I my my initial reaction would not be oh let me tell my partner that it was like why do I feel that like what is going on with me that's making me feel that sort of way and if I feel that way that's on me. I'm not going to put that on my partner because they can't con- like you can't control anything. And it's like him essentially saying like, oh, I like it starts off by being like, oh, I don't know if I want to have kids, which is you've are, if you guys have already discussed this and something that you've always wanted is already kind of a blow. And then it's like, actually, no, it's not that I, maybe it's not that I don't have kids. I just don't know if I want you to. And it's not even saying that I don't know if I want to have kids with you. I don't know if I see you as the mother of my children. Like that's it's insulting. Like that's just it is. And it's like that spot has art. It's like reserved for somebody else. Yes. I, I'm like a huge proponent of couples counseling, but I don't think, I don't think this dude is it. And I think for you, I think, you know, that, like, I think, you know, that this, and like you even saying, so you saying, I don't want to, I don't know if I want, you're like, I don't want to wait around for months. Waiting around for months was like very, (laughs) <laughs> like, like I was assuming years. So if you're not even willing to wait around for months, I think that you're kind of using that as your excuse to get out, which is fine. Yeah. But I think you need to, or not even think, you need to reframe how you're feeling about it from your end because you're not starting over. And like, I hate when people think about that because that's like saying your like your first kiss never happened. Like the next person that you date, you're starting over. Like, no, you're gaining life experience. You're getting relationship experience. You're learning about you. Like the five years were not a waste at all. And they weren't a waste or like sending you back to zero or to the start of any sort of relationship. Like you, you don't walk in the same person that you leave and relationships come into your life for a reason. It might not be forever, but it's not a waste. And there's no there's no reason to stay just because you feel like it means that you have to start from square one because you don't. I know so many people who got out of like long, long, long term relationships and the next person they met, it was instant. They knew what they wanted right away. They were much more ready to commit and they got married within like a fucking year of meeting each other. Yeah, And they're so happy. All that. Yeah. There's this guy that I knew that he was with his girlfriend friend for like 
10 years. And I, I was like, like, do you guys want to get married? And he was like, no, everything's great with us. I love our relationship. Um, and then they broke up at some point. Um, and then like he got into another relationship and it was like instant. Like he was like, I want to marry this woman. Yeah. We're having a child. And it's like, sometimes you're just with people because you think you should be because you've been in the relationship for so long. And I think that's what you're saying yeah. because you're saying if I leave, then it started all over like hitting a reset button, but that's not what's happening here. You are comfortable in this relationship and you you've known for a whole year that there were red flags there. Mm -hmm. He's come to the decision. He's told you something that's hurting you. You're going to counsel. But by this point you went to counseling yeah. a couple of weeks ago but you called us and I feel like that you aren't even trying to give counseling a chance because you're already out of this relationship mentally. Yeah. And you're I, calling us for for permission. And we're a hundred percent giving you permission. I think, uh, yeah, I just think that you have to also think about it. The, the father of your children, the hut, like your life partner when you think about the kind of shit, if you're in a relationship and there's some like really nasty shit, do you see your future husband, father, your children? Do you see him as being someone who has said this to you? Like, do you see mm -hmm. that? Do you see like, do you want to embark on being a parent with somebody who looks at you and is like, I don't see like to me, that would just feel like it's a test. Like just watching right. me being like, live up to my expectations because like right. I'm not you're not what I wanted it to be. And I just mm -hmm. think it's it's so Abs like it's just absolute shit and I get if you guys have had good communication and everything and I think something that's so like such a hard thing to learn and understand once we get older is being in love with someone isn't enough like for to make any relationship work it doesn't matter how much you love someone some things it sometimes it just doesn't work it's about compatibility and life compatibility and if you can grow together and if you want the same things and if you want to make it work and you want to like progress it forward when things get tough and not because you love that person, but because like you're right. choosing that person and you can't love him and choose him enough for the both of you because he's not doing mm -hmm. that. And I right. think that this is just as much as he's, you've said that he's such a good communicator. This I'm I would be curious to know if he's ever said anything in an oversharing way kind of like this to you before, because it might be masking as good communication when that's not good communication. That's just being yeah. mean. And yeah, it's mean. He yeah. didn't say like, I don't want to have children, period. He said, I don't want to have children with you. Yeah. And also if you don't want to have, and if he didn't want to have children, like that's what I don't get. Like if, if it was him, if he truly saw a future with you and saw, like saw all of that with you, I, he's saying something he yeah he's he's choosing to say certain things that are so hurtful that it's that those don't leave your brain like it's not mm -hmm. like a, oh I can just get over this or him being like yeah I'm not sure I really want to have uh kids and then it's something we figure out later down the road because not wanting to have kids he knows that you really want to but maybe then what if you want to stay and work through it and instead of saying yeah. that he doesn't want to have kids he's like well no how can I make it more specific to her and it's just like, and also like, I'm sorry, sir. What do you, like, who do you see being the mother of your fucking children? Right. Like, what is this expectation? What, what are the, what are the qualities in me that, that don't make me a good mother? And why children? have we been dating and living together and own a house together and all of that? If you don't see me with those good, those qualities, like what qualities yeah. are, yeah. I just think this is, 
It's shit. It's like the same sort of feeling that I get when people will say they'll call us and say something long. They'll be like, oh, like my boyfriend had a sex dream about my best friend and told me like and he can't control his dreams. So like, how do I feel better about it? I'm like, no, he can control his mouth. Like, that's the fucking <laughs> issue. Like, don't say that shit. Like, yeah, there's no fucking reason. Like, you don't gain anything from that. And that's not, oh, I'm just being honest because there's certain things where be honest when you need to have a conversation that's productive and you need to get something out of it. But if it's, if if neither party is going to benefit from what you are saying and it's only going to hurt, then there's no need or reason to be honest. Like maybe you're just being an asshole and maybe you mm-hmm. need to sit with being an asshole instead of telling somebody else and therefore feeling like, oh, I'm relieving myself of this guilt because it's not like I'm withholding something from you. And look, I'm being honest. So I'm the good guy. And it's like, no, you were being an asshole. You had an asshole thought or an asshole like reaction to something. And then that's on you to feel figure your own shit out but don't put that on me and then be like it was honest yeah i fucking hate this dude it's bullshit it's absolute bullshit and also know that if you choose to move on to a different relationship and date somebody else new and have kids um you always like even if you're not birthing your own children i know that's something that like i personally don't know if i can do and i really would love to do but it's also not the only way to have kids so Mm -hmm. Just know that it's op- adoption, fostering children, all of that stuff are uh, amazing, great things to look into too. Um, but yeah, because I don't, yeah, I think I'm for, sorry. yeah, I don't want you to feel like you've got, you're running out of time because I also think that like he's has this idea of his image. And I think, I, yeah, I think, I think you're settling for a dude who has like, yeah. who, like he's clearly looking for. I don't know. He wants to like fucking marry his mom. And you're over here being like, I guess I'll marry this dude who's like kind of a shit. Yeah. yeah. Peace the fuck out. Ugh. Hi, guys. I'm 24 and I have a strained relationship with my mom. She is a Trump supporter. Uh, the not racist kind of racist. And a few years ago, she left my dad suddenly, kind of blindsided, actually. And now she's engaged to a man I've never met before. And I suspect that she actually cheated on my dad with this dude, but she has denied it. Um, Don't really believe her. But anyways, this dude posts publicly to his Facebook page nasty things against liberals, millennials, women, and people of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, trash. (laughs) But this is mostly a problem because I'm all of those. I'm bi and want nothing to do with this guy. Oh, that rhymed. Ooh, hi. (laughs) But anyways, my mom not only condones this uh, way of thinking, but she actually agrees with him. And I had a very difficult conversation with my mom over the phone. I'll explain that in a second. Um, Coming out to my mom as bi, and unfortunately, in the same conversation, I told her, I never want to meet this guy. I never want to meet her fiance. Don't like the things that he posts and she basically just tried justifying the way that he talks um but she said that she would always choose her kids over him 
And I said, no, that's not, you shouldn't do that because your children are not your life partner. We can't be there for you every single day. Uh, we, we can't share that same kind of love. Um, and I'm not even going to be living in the same city or state or country as her uh, for probably most of my life. Um, so this ne- that actually probably gives away my identity, but I don't really care. <laughs> so I live abroad now, and my mom is waiting for me to come home to get married. My sister is also getting married um, around the same time, but dates aren't set yet. Uh, and my sister has made it very clear that neither she nor our dad, to be fair, gets a plus one to her wedding. And I agree. I understand because in my future wedding, I also don't want this person uh, celebrating that day with me. He's basically a stranger to me. And I, I just don't want that kind of person around me in my life at all. And especially not on my wedding day. So my questions are, one, should I go to my mom's wedding? And two, this is a hard, this is a hard one. Should I just cut her out of my life completely? Because this is not a healthy relationship. Uh, I do plan on seeing a therapist when I'm back in the States. So I won't make any big decisions around this situation until then. Uh, But I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, Okay, that's it. Thank you. Bye. Oi. Yeah. Good God. Um, I'm actually really, as much as you said, like, this is the hard question to ask. I'm really glad you said it because I didn't want (laughs) to, I didn't want to be like, hey, this is what I think you should do because it's, I don't want it to be colored by my own experiences. But I think, also, my own experiences can tell you how much fucking better it is on the other side once you cut out a toxic family member. And uh, it's hard because this is such political issues right now are moral issues. And if your mom agrees with him, it doesn't. Be, and makes excuses for him. Yeah. Being your mom doesn't. That that like arbitrary name and relationship doesn't make that okay, and it doesn't make it sucks to say that it also doesn't make you an exception to her judgment and like her own how she feels about things and that own yeah her own morals and belief system and how she who she surrounds herself with and everything like that who your partner is is a reflection of you and I think that it's it's easier for you to see him and hate him because you don't know him. You don't have that, like those ties with him and that history with him, but she's choosing that she's choosing someone who you hate for very legitimate moral reasons, because you know that he does, he says completely, he says and, and believes incredibly hatred, like hateful, small-minded, bigoted things, but also things that pertain to who you are as a person. And, I think that the reason why you probably have so much hate to him, I mean, A, it's obvious why, but I think also because it's easier for you to hate him than it is to hate your mom. And I think Mm -hmm. all of that anger is really targeted towards 
him. And I think as much as you even said, oh, I wouldn't want her when she said she would always pick her children and not the, her life partner and all of that stuff. I think it's, it's easier to think. I think if I were, if I were you, I would say I would cut her off. Cause you know, it's toxic. It's a lot easier to do that than to be cut off from a, like to take that power and to go, Hey, I'm not going to stand for this relationship anymore. This isn't healthy for me. And it doesn't have to be a big blow up or super fucking dramatic. I literally ended my relationship with my mom with like a phone call and that was it. And that was like, and I was done and I, it was so calm. And I was like, I'm done. Like this is, and I have not spoken to her since. And that is, I think it is, it is so much more empowering and it's such a, and I, to talk about it in the book, but it's such a feel it like it's such a, like a great act of self-love when you cut out somebody who is so incredibly toxic to your life. And I think it doesn't even, and if for you, if it's not, if she hasn't always been like this, if this has been something that's only been happening the last couple of years, like politically and all of that, you also don't have to cut her off in Uh, oh, I'm never going to speak to her ever again kind of way. It's like, while this era of her life is happening, and if this is for the rest of her life, then we won't won't have a relationship for that long. But I'm not going to say that I'm done with her regardless. You can be done with her while this is the circumstance. And if the circumstance changes, reevaluate all of that sort of stuff. But I don't, I would love to be like blindly optimistic and say, I think that if you're around, it'll get better. Um, but you, sure, you might open their mind a little bit and you might become an exception to the rule, but that's not at, not without the expense of like your own mental health and like your own, like how you feel about yourself and like your own, like gender identity and all of that shit and like, or like sexual orientation and how you feel about any, all of that. It's just not, I don't think it's worth it to be, I think sometimes we go through life and we're, we're the the people really care about if they're small minded, we want to be around to like prove to them, like, look how, like, no, it's okay. Like I'm humanizing being like queer or I'm humanizing being any sort of like religion or race or whatever. But I don't think we think about that. Like that's, it's not your job. And it's like so taxing and so emotionally tolling and you don't need to do that. You shouldn't have to like handhold your parents through accepting you and loving you, that should be like an innate response. And if you have to teach somebody how to love you, not in like your love language way, but if you have to teach somebody how to like love you and treat you, it, it fucks you up. Like, and you don't, that's not like a, it's not, I don't want to say it's not like a normal relationship, but yeah, like you don't, it's not like a relationship hurdle that everyone has. So, ugh, ugh. but I get that it's hard because it sounds like this is more it sounds like this is more recent than it's not I, from what you've said. It hasn't sounded like you've had a strained relationship your whole life, which is harder to grapple with when it's like a slower shift. Yeah. And it, and I know that she said like, I would never like choose a man over my children, but she already has Yep, like none of you have you or your sister haven't approved of him. Um, and I think it's really big of you to say that, um, that him, like, he's always going to be in her life. So it's better for her to be with someone that she wants to spend the rest of her life with than to choose her children. Um, personally, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, but I don't think my mom would never be in that type of situation, but, um, but I just, I don't, I, 
I'm I'm having a hard time with this question just because yeah, well, I we think, have very different relationships with our parents. But I think that's also the point. Like, so for you, mm-hmm. not not you can't imagine yourself saying that to your mom because yeah, let's say if your parents weren't together, you wouldn't you would love the person that your mom would pick. You would know that it's the right person for her if you and your sisters all got along with them. That it wouldn't be this choice and this divide. And the fact that there is this, the fact that like you, the caller are saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make her choose between her life partner or her, or her kids. She should choose her life partner means that this is the life partner that you expect for her. This isn't, it's not out of character. This isn't like, um, oh no, mom, this is so unlike you. This is like, it's your subconscious telling you this is who you see her with. And this is like, and I think also it's because you don't, you know, like where your mom's beliefs are. And so, you know, if she chose her kids, that would be, that would be super emotionally draining for you because you guys do Mm -hmm. not agree at all on all of this stuff. And it's super offensive. And I think, yeah, I think also it gives you, if you're even thinking about cutting a parent out of your life, you should do it. Like, and I can't, cause you don't come to that conclusion or that thought naturally. Like, it's not just like a spur of the moment kind of thing because it's so like taboo in society of like, especially like children cutting out their parents, like that whole thing. It's, it's not, it's not super normalized at all. So if you're thinking it, you should do it because it, it's, you grapple with that internally so much more. At least I did where I was like, oh my God, Megan, you can't think that sort of thing. That's like so, like that's so bad. And it took me a super long time, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a spur of the moment decision. So I think this, like the fact that you're even saying it out loud means you've thought about it a lot. And it's something that I, if I were you, I would do. And again, it doesn't have to be forever. If that feels really like hard and final and scary for you, especially if your siblings are all, still a part of her life, but then just see if you feel better. Like if you feel a lot better, not having that relationship in your life and you feel, I mean, obviously like feeling like sad and like you're missing out, but not that you're missing her specifically, you're missing like what you wish it was. That's fine. But if you can move forward from it and feel, yeah, feel like a weight lifted off your shoulders, I think that's a good call, but you don't have to also, you don't have to tell her you're cutting her out. You could just like, not respond and talk to her for a couple months or just say like, Hey, I just like need some space for a set amount of time. You don't have to commit to anything yet. Slow ghosting. Yeah. I mean, that's how I did. I was like, "Mm." let me uh, back away. I'm 22. I met this recently famous YouTuber over Instagram about two years ago. He is 27 um I kind of just replied to one of his stories and he messaged me back added me on snapchat Um, we were talking on snapchat for a while he eventually gave me his phone number um we became really good friends we were both you know attracted to each other um fast forward a year we were talking on and off for a year and then I flew he flew me to meet him for the first time and it was really great. Um, we spent a couple of days together. Um, we, you know, did some other stuff and it was really great. I went back home, you know, we continued being friends, um, talking on and off. 
I definitely knew I was not the only girl in his life and like I was okay with that because I didn't really have feelings for him I was just attracted to him um fast forward we've been friends for over two years now I've flown to see him see him one other time um and it was also great uh we're still really good friends we still talk like almost every day we care about each other a lot I mean I would consider him one of my best friends I know he's kind of calmed down on the amount of people that he's talking to and I I know there's still probably a few other people. Um, basically, I've developed these feelings for him, and I think that he knows, but I'm also not sure. Uh, I want to bring it up to him because, you know, I would be interested in, you know, pursuing something more with him, but I don't know if he's ready for that, even though he is older. Um, so basically, I just need advice on if I should tell him that I have these feelings and risk our friendship because... I, I don't want to lose him as a friend. He is one of my friends, and I love our relationship. But I also, you know, it's been two years. I want to know if something more could happen. Um, so I just don't know what to say to him or how to bring it up to him. Um, yeah, I love you guys. Thank you. Girl. No, do not tell him. <laughs> I think she should because no. he's going to say no, and then they can just end this whole thing to begin to all together. Well, yes, that is why she shouldn't tell him. It's because he's going to say no. But I, yeah, but yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's it's what do you need to hear? Yeah. Oh God, I want to know who this is, but at the same time, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like it doesn't matter who it not, is, but I still want to know. I want to know, but like bitch it, I am. But it could be anyone. Anybody. Literally, this is like, oh my God. It is just, it's such a, sh a thing. And I know that like, we like in the, in the episode about the girl who said she was dating like a, an actor. Um, this is like that times a hundred. Times 10 million I because they have more fan access because your whole platform is built around like interacting mm -hmm. with your fans i can't even explain to you how many male youtubers that i know who have flown out girls to sleep with them like to the point like you're saying that you're like oh i know i'm not the only one like and i don't say this to like make you feel shitty but i say this because like it's the truth he's it's not like he might be fine like him every weekend like it, mm -hmm. and like and then like there's a bench of 12 girls where he's at and there is there is like a certain kind of person who responds to a hot girl fan in their deep. They're like, it is. You, I know that there's the fanfic thing of like, oh, he like got with a fan and you can even say like, oh, it wasn't that big of a fan. It was just like a, eh. it's, it's not a good, it's not, not a good look for you. The fan, it is not a good look for him. And he's being like, he won't, date that which sounds so fucked up to say but like I know guys who have like they, they would go out of their way to then download a dating app or see if they have a mutual friend and like not have it be like oh this is a girl who like was a fan and slid it to my dms just because you he like sees it differently do you know what I mean yeah. like it's like it's it's a power dynamic and if he's attracted mm -hmm. to that that's like gross as fuck but even if you're talking and texting every day, it's, and you guys, if it sounds shitty, but if he wanted to date you, he would date you. And also if you had wanted to date him, you, you would have like the fact that you're kind of realizing this two years down the road, 
eh, like it's just not it. Like it's either you tell him because you need to hear it and then be done or you just fucking bounce. I don't even think you should be friends with him. I don't think so either. Because the second he gets a girlfriend, he's going to bounce the fuck out of your life. Yeah. And he will like he and he's he, he will get a girlfriend and then he will not speak to you ever again. And he will have all these like posts with her and all of that sort of shit. And yeah, it's just like classic. I also like, yeah, I hate to be that like super negative, but he's also like not your friend. It's not hard. I'm like bad at texting, but it's also not hard to like text a girl all like for a mm-hmm. couple years if you're not and then you've seen her twice and it's a girl that you like like fucking and if maybe you guys are sending nudes or anything it's not yeah I just don't think I think that you're the way you value him and see him is not how he sees you which sucks yeah. to say but it's also just stay the fuck away from YouTubers like just yeah <laughs> like, I th- yeah I th- I think for her that she should tell him because if she doesn't, she's always going to wonder what if. Yeah. So if she tells him and let's say, you know, he's like, you know what? I do want to settle down with you. Then good for you. Send us the link to your vlog channel that you create. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if he's like, no, I, I just like what we have for now. You're never going to be satisfied with that. Yeah. So just leave it. There's all, there's one person I know it worked for. I will make like a broad statement that I will stand behind. Straight dude YouTubers, no. Like it's just a hard fucking pass fucking forever. Like it is just not a thing. Um, no. Like just f- no. There's this ego that comes with it that is so fucking insane. And... Also, if from the previous episode, if that girl who was dating a semi-famous actor, if they could go back and forth and see each other all the time and he could do a long-distance relationship, that boy was prime time. Maybe, yeah. we don't know. But we like, don't know. this fucking YouTube boy can't, he's not even quibby. He's YouTube. He can't even fucking <laughs> settle down. Like, no, it's a fuck no hard pass. Fuck no hard pass. Yeah. I need to know who it is. I need I to know too. who it is. I can't. I every YouTube boy I knew, oh my God. I like it would be they slept like I they'd sleep with like six girls in a fucking weekend. Yeah. And I'd even be like, like the, the really like nice ones that yes. I know that I like a lot, they still were fucking everybody. Even fans or no fans, they're just fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's wild. You know, I've never hooked up with a YouTuber. I've made out with one, but I've never, I've never slept with a YouTuber. You're all the ways of the wing woman. I was. I did have a, a had a couple where it would be like, hey, and I like like mm, and I'd be like, no, but here, pivot, my friend, look at her. And then I would like <laughs> do that thing. I was like, ooh. Uh, but yeah, no. Cause I'm also, again, it's big Leo energy. I'm not gonna be I I am not the kind of I'm not gonna be one of your You're not gonna be on the bench. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast my bench. Like I it mm-hmm. will be my bench and you will be invited onto it. I don't wanna be I'm, on yours. I'm Michael Jordan and you can figure this other shit out. But also just think of this as like a cool bucket list thing. Like you hooked up with a YouTuber and it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I need to know who it is. And also just as like a a disclaimer before uh, or ho- we're hoping you'll tell us. We won't obviously we won't share it on the podcast. Um, but also just know I am not friends with any straight male YouTubers. So 
it won't, it, there's no weirdness there. If anything, the only thing I'll be able to do is be like, oh yeah, they're fucking trash or like they're scum yeah. or they suck. And I won't say that if you guys end up dating or anything like that, but I would like to know. And also if they live in LA. 100% we'll know them. Yep. 100%. <laughs> and if they, if they live in LA, they fucking suck. <laughs> like they suck <laughs> so hard, like so fucking hard. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're getting to the rest of the calls. Hey, Megan and Melissa, I'm calling with the topic. I know you guys don't talk about a lot, but I know you both are super smart and I just wanted to see what you say. So basically I'm 17 years old and I've always typically been attracted to men. So when I became best friend with this girl two years older than me, I always told myself that we were just really close and nothing more than just best friends. We had been best friends for about a year, like two years until I finally like go off at denial and she told me she had realized I was more than a friend to her as well about a year prior. I mean, she felt those feelings about a year prior. Needless to say, we've been dating for six months and I've never loved her more. Everything is new though and I'm still battling some internalized homophobia as obtained from being raised around a bunch of conservative white people in Texas. Side note, my girlfriend is black, so that poses another issue. Anyways, I guess I'm calling to see what you guys think about dealing with that deep homophobia. Like, I know I want to be in this relationship, and I'm attracted to her in every way, but I still have such a hard time telling people that I'm with a girl or feeling like I need to explain my sexuality to my loved ones when it's a work in progress, even to me still. I know I don't owe anyone an explanation, but I don't know how to say that to people when they're obviously confused about it. I usually end up just saying that I think guys are attractive and not girls typically, and that she's the only one, kind of the exception. But I don't know. My parents support me, which I'm really grateful for, but who don't at all. They're very religious and closed-minded, but they don't know that we're dating. They really don't like me because they have a feeling that we are dating. Yeah. And I don't know how to feel okay loving who I love in a place where very few people are open-minded and respectful of my choices. Any advice on dealing with conversations and homophobia would be great. I know it's different than most calls, but I respect and look up to you guys so much, and I want to hear your wise words. P.S. I have a therapist and I'm a Virgo. Anyways, thank you so much. I love you guys. This is hard. I mean, like you said, we don't have personal experience with this. Mm -hmm. And um, we talked, we like did a, we talked about it on our Facebook group where I like, we asked people if they would want us to do more like queer centric content, even though, cause we, not that we stray away from it is we usually, we actively choose to do those kinds of call, these kinds of calls when we have a queer guest on. But right now, because it's just Melissa and I, but um, we got a lot of responses of people saying like, no, we would love to hear like you guys, like your side of it as long as and like we know that you're not like queer and like you guys yeah. know that too, like not claiming to be a part of that kind of to know that story and like to know the, that uh, the struggle of coming out and everything like that. So I think how I would I think growing up with all of that 
talk and negative talk, even if you didn't know your own sexuality until, or you didn't know what, who you were attracted to until you were a little bit older, that could have also been a product of the fact that you knew it wasn't, your parents weren't comfortable with it or Mm -hmm. uncomfortable with it. They didn't approve of it. So a shy, like not even just a shyness, but a timidness around it. It could be a lot of you suppressing a lot of your natural like feelings and emotions and who you are growing up so much that it kind of becomes like a trauma response. Like that your bot, like you can't, you, you were never given like grace and permission to like flourish and be fully you. And even, and so you grew up you didn't grow up like doing that. So then when you're asked to do that as an adult, even if like your parents aren't around, all of everything that they've said or everything that you've been taught still exists in you. And I think it makes a lot of, I don't know, I think it would, we would all think, well, if I'm not around all of this toxic behavior, all of this stuff, I should be fine. And it's not the case. It's you have to treat how you view yourself because what they, how your parents view things that end up being who you are, it it takes a toll on how you think and feel about yourself. And I think you said you have a therapist, so I hope you're talking to your therapist about that stuff because I think it's a lot of, I think it's also kind of just time. And that's what my therapist says in regards to like trauma response stuff is that if my response to like a behavior that I had been dealing with for X amount of time, if I dealt with said behavior, let's say like 10 years, I'm not going to unlearn it in six months. I might unlearn it in 10 years. And that sucks. And it's not like I'm the next, it's not like the 10 years of which I've been learning it are just as bad as the 10 that you're like dealing with trauma and then snap suddenly on the 11th year you, you learn it. It's like a slow and steady kind of process. So I would really give yourself like give yourself that kind of like empathy to know that it's not how you feel. Cause I think internalized homophobia, I think again, not a part of the queer community, but I, I would assume that would also kind of feel like you feel guilty for feeling that because it's also it's, but it's not what you feel. It's what you learned and what you knew. So it's not like, Oh, inside I'm homophobic. It's, Oh, I spent so many years learning this and thinking this one way. I don't believe it but that's what I was told to think. And it's really fucking hard to shake that. It's like being told that the sky is green and looking at it and be like, oh, I know it's blue. Like, I know it's blue. I know it's blue. And then suddenly someone else saying like, oh no, I know it's blue. And you're like, oh, I know it's blue. And then being like, but I spent 10 years thinking it was green. Like, and I don't, I don't feel like that. Like I know what I know and how I feel is true. And I don't think there's anything like wrong with it, but it's, it's hard to unlearn that kind of, it's like muscle memory. It's really hard to like unlearn that kind of behavior. And I think it's a, a smaller version, like not a smaller version, but I think it's like a sector of the, if it's hysterical, it's historical thing. Like your body knows it, your mind knows it. And it's really easy to like jump back into that comfortable, familiar feeling, even though it's not comfortable. It's just, your brain has been there. It's like autopilot. It's like you, you know how to get to like the same, it's like you're going to the grocery store, you know, you get the same grocery store. You don't have to think about it. And then one day you're going somewhere else and you're like, oh, I have to consciously make an effort. And so I guess like I would say, surround yourself with as like, like really like embrace the queer community, even if you don't feel comfortable necessarily taking part in it, but just consuming a ton of queer content and just following lots of queer people and seeing a lot of other proud queer people, I think will show you a different, 
I think, you know, obviously, you know that there's like a different side and a whole different world and a different community. But I think the more that you can surround yourself with that community versus the one that you grew up with, I think it'll, that will start to feel like home and that will start to feel normal for you. And then if you talk to your queer friend, like, I don't know if your girlfriend has dealt with any of this or any other like friends that you have who are queer, who've dealt with this. Cause I think it's, I think it's so much more normal than people talk about. Like I have friends who came out and they like came out like so gay, like, and like their parents never like were super liberal, super embracing of it, never had any question. And they still like, they felt like a societal shame and guilt and homophobia of that. And it's not even the house that they grew up in. So I think if you grew up in that sort of way, it's going to be, it's going to be time. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, we'll have a gay friend and he's very, very masculine and he had like, and he's only been, well, he said only been attracted to other gay guys that are very masculine. And he had a problem with gay guys that were feminine. He's like, we're men. Why, like, why do you need to act like a woman? These are his words. And he went to therapy, but to a therapist that was in the community to help work through those issues. So I think going to a therapist that's part of that community might help and have more insight than if you're, I don't know if your therapist Mm -hmm. now is or isn't, but um, that special, that specialty can help you get through those issues. And I don't know if like the therapist that you're going to now, are you talking about these things with them? Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it might help having somebody that has a specific insight. Yeah. And if you are talking to your therapist about that, these issues and your therapist, it hasn't been super helpful and your therapist isn't a part of the queer community. I would, I would have a therapist who specializes and works and yeah, it's a part of that. I mean, most of my friends I know who are queer who go to therapy actively sought out mm-hmm. a queer like a therapist who's gonna who who has who more expertise in that yeah. but also is an at like is like understands personally that kind of like struggle aspect and not mm-hmm. even not that it's a struggle but like the story and like the journey that you go through and everything just a little backstory I was in a relationship with a woman for three years and then we broke up we were broken up for probably two or three months. I broke up with her. Um, it was for the best. And I started dating someone that I worked with, but kind of in different departments. Like we didn't directly work together. It's not an issue. I'm just rambling. Okay. Anyway, we've been dating. Me and this guy have been dating for about four months. And, you know, we have been intimate. Uh, but it was both our first time, like, I don't know. It's our first time together, but it's, I don't know. But anyway, it was his, a lot of firsts for us. And I feel like I went from being in like a very sexual relationship to being with someone who's super, super respectful of my boundaries, which I love. But I think when it comes to like intimacy, it's like too respectful. And so we talked about it, but I just wanted to like, like we talked about it and I was like, hey, like, if I don't like something, like, I will tell you, like, because I'm very open and stuff like that. But I think he's just nervous, and it's really cute, and I love it. But also, like, I I told him, I'm like, look, is this, like, but I guess I'm just wondering, like, is this something that's going to come with, like, time and getting comfortable with each other and experience? Or, like, is there a better way I can, like, tell him what I want, like, sexually, I guess? It's not, like, a huge deal, but... 
yeah, so if you have any guidance about it, I hope I described it well enough. I'm always watching and you guys are like, we need more details. I have so many questions. And so I hope that I gave enough insight, but um, thank you guys so much. And if I get on, I will be really excited to hear what you guys have to say. Thanks. Oh my God, bitch, you're so fucking cute. Like, I love your voice. Like, you just, that just, I don't know why. I just feel like you, you're fucking cute. Um. I so understand this. <laughs> I, dude, I so understand this. The first, like, I think, like, the first time Mons and I hooked up, I was like, like, it was great, but I was just like, okay. Call me a slut. Like, maybe it was the, the first couple times. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Like, swear to God, it probably took him a year to call me a slut. Maybe even, like, pro- like he only, like, even, he'll do it now, but for a long time, I was like, you know, if, like, we're just, like, hanging around the house, you can, like, smack my ass. He was like, what's, well, like, I don't want to like degrade you. And I was like, you can, I'm giving if you I, permission. If it's consensual, it's not degrading. <laughs> and I'm giving you permission to degrade me. Like I'm saying like, come I on. I like this. Yeah. And so I think you are correct in the fact that it will take some time. Um, a hundred percent. I think in the thing that works for me and, or and now, now we're at a point where I'm like, I, we're fine. Um, but I, what helped earlier on, as opposed to saying, I'll tell you if I'm not comfortable with something, that's like, <laughs> there's too much. You need to like put him in a box, like give him a little bit of a box and you, like give him some jet suggestions of things that you do like and things that you'd be into, or then just have a conversation about it like beforehand or say like throw things and tell him you're like, say the things that you'd be down for. Like, Hey, I'm down. If you like choke me in bed, I'm down. If you like smack my ass, like down, if you call me a slut, like all of that stuff. And then you can say, if you're not down and like, say something that you wouldn't be down with, like give him some parameters to like go in. Cause if you just say, I'll tell you if I'm not comfortable with something yeah. and for him, I'm sure he's like, I don't know. That's like freaking yeah. me out. <laughs> There's so much. Like, he's like, does she want me to pee on her? Right. Like, like, what is she like? I don't know. So you giving him some guidelines and specifics of things that you would like. And then something that is kind of a little bit too far. And then from there, ask him, be like, Hey, throw some things at me and I'll tell you now if I'd be into that or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but I mean, I think this is sweet. And I think that like I most of my friends who are in like long-term relationships, they're like, oh yeah, like there's that stage of being like, okay, okay, you can be like I literally had to tell, like, I had to tell Mods being like, Are you gonna are we gonna fuck, dude? Like, are we like what's I mean, like why? Like he asked permission to you to kiss you. So like that, uh, yeah. that shows yeah, he that was, he's respectful. But then yeah. once once you are comfortable enough in that, then, you know, it's got to loosen up, take the training wheels off. And I think it's 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 sweet, though, because it's funny because you're like, yeah. oh, on one hand, this is really sweet. And then you're like, on the other mm-hmm. hand, like, come on, buddy. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, don't I, think- I also don't think it's fair for you to compare it to your relationship that you were in for two years, saying that you were yeah. very sexual in that one. You've got you just need some time to warm up. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. And uh, I don't think it, it could be like a it could be a case of like sexual incompatibility, but I don't think you'll know that until you guys are doing it more. And then if he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm not into mm-hmm. that. And it's deal breaker stuff for you. Then you can be like, oh, OK, this yeah. is not my jam. But you yeah. said it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So like, yeah, just see if you guys are in the long run, can you be sexually compatible? And if not, then if it's a deal breaker, if mm-hmm. great, nasty sex is um, something that you need, then, you know, this might not be the relationship for you. 
I do think you should ease him into it though. Like if you're like, if you want, I would, I would honestly ease him to call me a slut thing. Cause that's pretty hard. Like, not that it's hard, but like, I would start with like a light hair pull, like some at, like, like pick like what you would consider the most tame vanilla, vanilla yeah. things. Ease him into it. Ease him fucking into it. But don't not like trick him, but just No, no, no. Just don't come out guns blazing if you're worried that yeah. it might not that it, he'll just that it might in, if it might intimidate him mm-hmm. cuz you both should be comfortable and if he's not comfortable yeah. then that's not good either. No, 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 no. Both of you should feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if also and if he's comfortable with where things are at and like he doesn't he doesn't want to, cause I don't want to say like, Oh, like he doesn't want to call me a slut. He doesn't want to do any of that stuff. Then that's like, that's, that's fine. That's totally his yes. prerogative. He doesn't just cause you're attracted to that. And that's what you're into. It's more along the lines of if he's into it, but feels a little like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to be an ass. Like those are things that like I have been taught or hopefully have been taught not to degrade women. And like, now I'm in a situation where I'm supposed to like sexually degrade my girlfriend and like, like, yeah, it, it's if he wants to do it, too. Like, not making sure that he's not feeling uncomfortable and not enjoying it either. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, best of luck to you. I want, I'm, I would love to know, like, what the examples are. What's your like, kinks? <laughs> yeah, what are your kinks? I would like to know that. But you did give a great amount of detail. Thank you. Thank you for being and, thorough. Um, yeah, we love it. <laughs> we love a thorough call. Well, do we have another one? We have an update. <gasps> an update mm-hmm. oh baby um this is an update from the last episode that nikki lima was on and um the girl original girl was in a relationship for five years and she had been faking orgasms so <gasps> this is oh, an yeah. update hi megan and melissa this is an update that you didn't really ask for but i'm giving it to you anyways i was on the episode with nikki lima and i was the girl who had been in a relationship for like five years and I had been faking an orgasm and I had a hard time pulling out of it. And like, I was looking for advice on how I like nip that in the butt. So um, I unintentionally took Megan's advice. And after, yeah, it, it'll be, it would have been six years next month. I dumped him. Um, he's just a really lazy, unmotivated, useless piece of shit. So I'm over him, but I will take it to my next relationship that this hell will never fake another orgasm ever again in my entire fucking life. Like, absolutely not. And it kind of just made me realize that, like, this is my chance to set a higher standard because the bar was too low with him. And I'm feeling really good about it. And I appreciate everything you said. And, like, I thought about what Nikki said. And had I cared enough about him, I would have taken it. But... I feel like after that, I just really thought that he's not even someone that I want to invest any more time in. So I broke up with him. Yeah, six years. So if you have anything to say on what I do with my life now, that'd be cool. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I love your fucking life choices. I, you've got such a good mind. Like you've got, not that we're going to say there's a right and a wrong mindset, but you, you've got the right one. Mm-hmm. Like. This, like, your bar was, you were, like, the bar was too low. I didn't care about him enough to want to work on it. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is 
so like so relatable like that may like I've done and then we talk about even just like toxic friends in general mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god I don't have I have zero desire I don't care about you enough to like try and make this work so I think that is fucking amazing and I think this was like such a great like learning thing for you and I think you are gonna have who you end up with is going to blow your mind in bed yeah like you are going to accept nothing less than like the fucking best orgasms ever mm-hmm. I'm so fucking excited for Me you too oh I have goosebumps I'm so stoked <laughs> for you like this is just like such a good this is like such a good empowering mindset to be in and I think it's I think it's fucking amazing and this is so how you're gonna get really like what you want and what you deserve because you also know what you want and what you deserve. And six years is a f- like five, well, five years you were together, but that's a fucking mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. And it's a long time to like be with someone who doesn't really care about the uh, outcome of relations. Sex with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause that's why I said, I think in Nikki's call that I was like, I don't know if I've ever faked an orgasm, but also like I never had a guy ask if I came or like right. worried, like until Lance and I were dating. And I was like, what? You care? Oh my God. Yeah, I remember the first time a guy asked me and I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep working until I do, but. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you didn't. Yeah. It's no, but yeah, I mean, thanks for like the thought. Yeah. (laughs) But this is great. This is amazing. I mean, I feel like our advice is always like dump your boyfriend. Um, But this is, it doesn't always just mean like, I don't just, know. It I doesn't, think th- it's not usually like, it's never like dump him. Like we never say like, just dump him point blank unless he's terrible, but it's usually like, you know, work through things if you want to work through them. But yeah. she clearly did want to work through them. Yeah. And I think that's awesome because I think a lot of the times we do, it's so funny. And I think it's, it happens to women a lot that like, we really want to work through things with people who are so clearly not working on them at mm-hmm. all. And like, we want to do it en- enough to like for the both of us. And I think it's such like an empowering thing to be like, oh no, I don't want to do this. And then obviously there's issues that come up with every, in any relationship. But then when you're with someone who also wants to work on it as much as you do, then you're like, oh wow, I don't have to like carry this fucking weight of yeah. this entire relationship on my back. Yeah. Your back must be tired from carrying all this weight. Yeah, that's that's the next thing. What you ask what you yeah. should do next. The the next thing is to stretch out. Stretch out, masturbate, yeah. like get your fucking like get five years worth of like orgasms, orgasms that you didn't get <laughs> yeah. with him. Especially like, at spend this time. this quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Like just be coming all, all the time. Like all the time. <laughs> like have there been a way message where anytime anyone texts you, sorry coming like <laughs> sorry masturbating like you just need like it needs to be like yo where's becky oh sorry she's she's been masturbating for the last five hours like her <laughs> vagina is fucking like her clit is numb that's where you need to be like that's what i need for you yeah oh it's just gonna be so exciting i can't wait for like the first i don't know if you have hooked up with someone now but i can't wait because like you're definitely I gonna don't think she has because we are in lockdown and she just calls so. oh true 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 yeah but i would think that like the first time you hook up with somebody and it's like, even if it's like a, if it's a one night stand, whatever, I just see you like fucking like call, like I could, I see you as like a teacher with a fucking PowerPoint mm-hmm. presentation. Like before we get into this, <laughs> so you are going to do all of these things. Like you're going to come in there and being like with like a fucking football, like a playbook. Like, yeah. 
I like this, this is, is you're gonna I call I the shots and it's gonna be you're gonna be with these guys who are like I'm so turned on by her like mm-hmm. this is amazing it's gonna be fucking great yeah. for you yeah I agree use <sighs> this time to get to know your body some more and then be ready mm-hmm. when the time comes so you can come <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> this is great so happy for you so happy for you Ugh. well is there anything else is that it for our That's episode it. Well, guys, that is it for our episode. If you want to be on an upcoming episode, you can give us a call at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And um, follow us on Instagram. Get my book. It's out. You're not special wherever books are sold. And uh, audiobook. Melissa directed the audiobook. So if you want to listen to essentially like eight hours of the podcast <laughs> with just me talking yeah um give it a listen and uh, what else there's an in- digital version mm-hmm. yeah all that shit anything else mm. no mm. no no okay guys well we'll see you next time oh Bye. no there is one thing oh so a little update for our facebook group our private facebook group We are no longer accepting fake accounts, and I know that sounds a lot sketchier than it really was, but originally when we had talked about it, Melissa didn't even have a Facebook, and Mm -hmm. we were like, if you make a Facebook account just to be a part of the group, go ahead, but we have talked to all the members in the group, and we also both agree that it needs to be secure and private, and because the vast majority of people in there are using their real pictures, their real names, and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff, it's a sense of community, and people have... You look at the members of the group, you you check if there's any, like your friends are in there or if someone's in there that you don't want to like say anything to, but you don't have that luxury if there are fake accounts. And we understand that a lot of people wanted to apply or tried to get in or did get in that had to be kicked out who did have fake accounts because they didn't want other people to know that it was them. But we have to grant that same privilege to everybody who yeah. is showing that it's them. So they're consenting to be a part of a group and say things to knowing who's there, but we can't it it kind of it defeats the purpose of the group being private. So if you uh, have been kicked out of the group, I am sorry. Please, you can totally reapply with your name and a picture. Um, and there are people who were in the group who changed their picture, and like even some people were like, I don't really have a lot of like actual photos of me. So like it's one of like my family pet, and like there's a big group shot, so it's not necessarily specific who the person is. But like you need to make your per- like it needs to be a real Facebook. Yeah. Like it needs to be like. You need to, it can't be something that was just created Mm -hmm. for this. We need to verify, there needs to be like, oh, this is where you were, all of that stuff. Yeah. So, um, and I think, and if you, and if that's not going to work for you on the Facebook group, then the podcast is a great place for you. Anonymous place. Yeah. This is the anonymous place. And, um, it's like the different, like there's the good place, the bad place, the medium place, then the anonymous place. Mm -hmm. And then our comments too. So the YouTube comments, you can make like limitless YouTube accounts. And uh, there's always like a good dialogue in the comments there. So if you want to sound off on anything, I think you'll get some great responses there that will also remain anonymous and not to like promote something that's not a part of us at all. But just go to Reddit. Like Reddit has a ton of advice, things that are purely anonymous. Yeah, I have like got into Reddit a lot recently, not like for advice or anything, but it's it's a great community that I feel like Mm -hmm. I can just talk about whatever things that I'm into without people knowing who I am. So, yeah. And that's just not this place. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Sick, sick dude. Okay. And scene. Goodbye. (laughs) 
Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.